Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Madison Packer and Jordan Smelker. First up is Madison Packer. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Madison Packer. Madison, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm doing very well. It's a Friday as we sit here speaking and another exciting weekend of NWHL action gets underway tonight and obviously yourself in action for the Riveters tomorrow. But just before we get to that, we've had a lot of questions coming on Twitter and we'll get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? I first started playing hockey when I was about three. I grew up in Birmingham, Michigan, which is a small town. Uh, just outside Detroit, and I've got an older brother, so that's kind of the reason that I got into it when I was younger, because he's about a little bit less than two years older than me, so I was constantly chasing him around and trying to (laughs) do whatever he did. That's the story, as I've mentioned a couple of times in the podcast, I hear quite a lot with with players having older siblings, and it seems like you're trying to copy or try and do everything that they want to do. Yeah, and my I'm one of four kids, and it's boy, girl, boy, girl, and so I'm sandwiched between two boys, um, and we're all pretty close in age. So I was constantly playing football, hockey, all the sports that my brothers did were things that I did, um, and I just kind of really took a liking to hockey. Excellent. And did you grow up a Red Wings fan, being from that kind of area? I did. I was a big Wings fan growing up. Can't be anything less when you grow up there, really, can you? <laughs> no, and back then they were. It was, I, I don't keep up with them so much now, but back then they were. Um, they had like Lindstrom, Holmstrom, uh, Chelios, Iserman, all the old time guys. So um, they were fun to watch. So you attended Wisconsin. Was that your first choice, and why did you feel that was a college for you? For me, Wisconsin just had kind of everything that I was looking for. It was a strong school academically. Um, They had a big football team. Um, It was close enough to home that I could get in a car and drive if I needed to. Um, And they also were, in my opinion, at at the time, the best hockey team in the country. You know, you had Knight, Duggan um, coming back from the Olympics, and then Decker was there. The Ammerman sisters were both there. Um, so it was just a really strong school hockey-wise, but it also had a good balance of um, the strong academic aspect. You was a part of a team that won a national championship in 2011. What do you remember most about that? Um, I think I remember most, um, not actually anything to do with the hockey, but uh, my grandmother um, didn't come to any games my whole freshman year. Uh, and my family's very, very close. I was diagnosed with cancer in um, going into my freshman year of college. And um, so she was sick the whole time I was there and wasn't able to make it into any games. And probably a week before uh, we went to Erie for the national championship, she found out that she was in remission and she was going to be okay. And she was able to travel and things like that. So my grandma last minute was able to get a flight in um and come to to see the national championships. And I think my favorite picture, favorite hockey picture ever is of my grandma on the ice with me after we won. Um, It was just a really cool moment for my family. and My grandma and I are really close, so it made it even that much more special for me. 
Absolutely. It's one of those moments that I'm sure yourself and, and her and everyone else in your family will never forget. Yeah. So let's chat some NWHL and, and let's go to Twitter for some questions because I said there have been a lot that have come in and you've been in the league since the very beginning. And Dan Rice asked, what's the biggest adjustment this season for you compared to the first two seasons? Um, I think the biggest adjustment in the beginning was um, playing a different role. Um, I obviously I, you know, thought I wasn't going to play at the end of last season. I kind of retired. I had hip surgery. Um, and so I came back to the team uh, with a little bit different role. I was coming off an injury and wasn't playing or being used in situations that I, that I had typically been used to. Um, so it was an adjustment for me to, you know, adjust to being a player that wasn't on the ice all the time and, and somebody that was um, kind of had to earn their way back into the lineup. Um, but I think also the talent, especially this season, is much more balanced across the board. You don't have, you know, the Olympic superstars on every team. It, it's a pretty um, even playing field throughout the league, so you have to show up every night and play, and if you don't, the game, the game's up for grabs kind of for anybody, whereas before, I think some of the teams could skate by because you had those, um, every team had a few Olympians on it, and now we don't have that, so... I think for me, what it's given us a chance to see is that the new stars kind of coming through now because they're coming into the limelight with the Olympians going. Yeah. Steph sent in a question saying, please, can you tell the story behind the number you wear? Um, yeah. So when I was a kid, I made a team and then went on vacation with my family. It was a team that I had played on for, you know, five or six years. Um, I guess probably longer than that. Um, and so I went on vacation during tryouts and my dad got a phone call and we were on the cheerlift that my spot had been given away, that I was, um, too small and, and hadn't really had a good enough season when at the time I was the biggest kid on the team. And I also had left the team at points. Um, and we later found out that, that a, a different kid had made the team and his dad didn't want him to play with a girl. So I had then missed tryouts for all the teams around me. Um, and so I played on like a rec team until, and then tried out for a bunch of local teams in the area until I was able to find a team that would take a girl that I also had made. So I made my first AAA team, I made Honey Baked, and there was a boy on the team who didn't want to play with a girl. And so his dad went to the coach and said, my kid's not going to play with a girl. And the coach said, okay, see ya. And so rather than ordering New Jersey's, we just, I took his jerseys and we put my nameplate over top of his and um, I still have the jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> so 14 has stuck ever since. <laughs> a number of questions have come in from Daity Unlocked. I hope you're ready. So first off, how do you prepare for game day? Uh, if my dad's in town, I go to Olive Garden with my dad. If not, I have pasta at my house, um, watch a little bit of TV, and just kind of hang out. If it's a nighttime game, game, I'll take my dogs for a walk, and then I get to the rink about two hour, two and a half hours early, um, and tape all my sticks, play soccer with my teammates, and then get on the ice for warm-ups. Okay, next one. Um, over the last three years, what aspects of the league and the women's game in general have really struck you in terms of their growth? What areas do you want to see change the most? 
Um, I think that the league has really flourished in the last three years. I think if you told me, you know, two months into the season at the in the inaugural year that we would be where we are now, where you know somebody just bought the team and and or the team in Buffalo and the league is looking to grow, um, I would have found it hard to believe. But I think that you know the Danny and and Haley and everyone in the league front office have done a good job of. Um, really pushing the growth of the game and getting us in front of the main cloud. Um, I think that people have seen that women's hockey has something to offer um, and that it's fun to watch. I think that um, I'm not really sure if, I, if I'd want to see anything change. I think that the trajectory that we've um, had over the last couple of years has been awesome. I think that you know there'll probably be some numbers that come out after the Olympics, women's hockey, the women's gold medal game in the Sochi Olympics was the most viewed event in the whole Olympic Games. Um, so I think that, you know, women's hockey is catching people's eye. It's, it's fun to watch. and uh, It's coming along at, at a pretty rapid pace. I mean, the game you've mentioned there for me is arguably one of the great international hockey games that's ever taken place. Yeah, it was I mean, a phenomenal hockey game. Obviously not the outcome that I was hoping for being an American and cheering for, for that team. Um, but it was, it was a good, fun hockey game to watch. So, Talking of the Olympics, Stacey Unlocked also says, do the Riveters have any Olympics watching plans? Um, we don't, but it's because um, most, I don't have any plans. Most of us live, I guess, somewhat close to each other, but all the games are at like 7 o'clock in the morning on a weekday or like 11 30 at night so we probably won't unless you live with roommates we probably won't get together and have a big powwow just because <laughs> the games are at such off times if you want to watch them live yeah it's going to be very difficult i think for me the olympics are on from about midnight through to about three o'clock in the afternoon so it's going to be a few late shifts for me but one last thing on the olympic side of things from daisy he says as an original riveter Will you have divided goalie loyalties whilst watching Japan versus South Korea? Um, I don't know. I guess I never thought about that. I think um, if I had to pick a side, I'd probably pick Japan. Um, but that's just because I like both of them, but I just absolutely love Nana. I think she's the sweetest human on the planet. Um, but I, I hadn't really thought about that. Can you tell us about the origin story of Zoe? When did you get her? Does she like getting to come to the games often? I got her my the summer after my freshman year of college. I was walking through my hometown in Birmingham. I was home for um, a little bit during the summer, and there was this little dog shop called Teacups and Toys, and they only have teacup-sized um, dogs. And uh, Zoe was in the window, and she was like, the size of a mini soccer ball. She was just this teeny, teeny fluff ball. So I walked by and saw her in the window, and I was like, oh, I have to have that dog. I called my grandparents and pitched it as I needed to get the dog as a late Mother's Day gift for my mom. And they helped me get the dog, and then I kept it. (laughs) But my mom and I, she split time between my mom and I. So that's where she came from. Um... I'm not really sure how we decided on the name Zoe, um, but she comes everywhere with me. So I don't think she watches the game. She does. She sleeps most of the time, but she's. I don't, there's never. I don't ever travel anywhere without Zoe.
You just got the one dog. I have two dogs. I have another dog, Tiggs, who's named after Tiger Williams from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. Um, and she is a um, Pomeranian Husky mix. She's a Pomsky. And she travels with me a little bit, comes to some of the games too, but she's a lot more energy <laughs> than Zoe is, so she doesn't travel with me quite as much. Excellent. And I just want to thank um, Daisy Unlock for sending in those questions. Tay also sent one in kind of on the same lines in regards to the dogs that you have. And also want to thank Dan, Steph for their questions as well. But Madison, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and obviously answering all these questions that have come in from Twitter. And I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you. We appreciate it. Great stuff for Madison. Now time for Jordan Smelker. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Jordan Smelker. Jordan, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on as we sit here and chat on a Monday after another busy weekend of NWHL action. But before we get to that, let's find out a bit more about you. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? Sure. Um, so I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. I started when I was six years old. Um, me and my sister got flyers at our elementary school for the Alaska Firebirds, which is a hockey organization there. Um, and then we started and then I, I guess I never stopped. Was there any other sports you particularly excelled at growing up? Um, well, it was good for my parents to like uh, um, introduce us to a lot of different sports. Um, I guess I played um, tennis, track and field, uh, cross country skiing, soccer. Um, I played the whole gamut, but hockey was definitely my number one. And were there any players you enjoyed watching growing up or a particular team you rooted for? Um, well, growing up in Alaska, we didn't really have any professional teams to speak of. Um, we did have the Alaska Aces, which was a team that I, um, enjoyed watching growing up and I kind of looked up to them and, um, they were they helped coach youth programs in Anchorage too. So I guess they were my inspiration at the beginning. And then as I um, got to know the national team program more, um, I looked up to those players as well. You played college hockey at RPI. What do you remember most about your time there, both on and off the ice? I would say the most the best memory memory I have there is. Um, I guess I guess the most striking memory is my first ever college game because we were playing Wisconsin at Wisconsin, um, and I remember standing on the blue line and looking across during the national anthem and seeing names like Hillary Knight and Brianna Decker and Megan Duggan and being like floored that I was actually playing against them. So I think that was the most memorable moment for me at the time. A little bit starstruck. Yeah, definitely. I just couldn't believe that I was playing against them. And after RPI, you played in the CWHL before moving on to the NWHL. How did the opportunity to play in the NWHL come about? Um, I think, if I remember right, we kind of heard about it through the grapevine. And then uh, Haley Moore um, kind of let us know that there'd be a tryout. And um, a bunch of the uh, girls that I was playing with on the, at the time we were kind of going back and forth on which league was better and we we decided to to jump over the nwhl um just because we knew Haley was so awesome and um we were kind of excited about the new league and kind of being a part of um the first year 
What does it mean to you to be an NWHL original? I mean, it's pretty special. I think right now um, we might not realize um, how how big it is, but um, that when you see the, the the kids at the games and how excited they are to come see, um, and they actually know your name, and that uh, it, it makes it pretty special. And it'll be interesting to see in like ten years or so where the league is and um, kind of look back at it and remember what it was during the first couple of years. Seem pretty surreal if you when you see your name on the back of a, a jersey or a jersey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's funny when, like, sometimes I'll hear from people um, that kind of have a neighbor that's like, oh, oh, I know your sister. She plays for the Boston Pride. Um, it's kind of like, really, they actually know who I am and like what what team I play on. Um, so it's it's pretty cool, definitely to have something happen like that. Winning the Isabel Cup in the first season of the league, no better way to start, right? Right. That that was a pretty special moment. Definitely won't forget that. Any funny celebration stories from that that you can remember? Um. Well, I know after we were in Newark and we all went out in New York City, um, and it was I think it was daylight savings and the uh, clock jumped forward and all of a sudden it was like 4 a.m. and we were in Times Square. Uh, and I remember we all kind of gathered there there before we went home, and it was just kind of like a, a happy moment that we all shared together. And we were in Times Square in the wee hours of the morning, <laughs> enjoying our victory. So, who have been some of your favorite teammates to play with during your time in the NWHL? Oh man, that's a tough one. I I guess the core group we have now um, that we've had for the last couple of years, I, I can't even. I honestly love all of my teammates, but you, you know, Jillian Dempsey and Alyssa Glarney bring you on and Lexi, my roommate. Um, we all have an awesome time together. Um, and yeah, we really enjoy each other's company. Is there a particular tough opponent that sticks out for you? Honestly, it would be some of my own teammates, like in practice. Um, I remember last year, uh, Casey Bellamy was one of our defensemen. And, like, going up against her in the one-on-one battle drills is always like, oh, God, I really got to put my best foot forward here if I'm going to have any chance. But um, I, th- I think that uh, the Riveters this year, they're, they're a really strong, well-coached, um, disciplined team, and um, they've got a strong um, defensive end. So I'd say they're they're pretty tough to play against as a whole. Were you a little surprised that they lost this past weekend? Um. I, I would say no. I, I think Buffalo, they're really kind of turning it up now. And um, I think all the games have been close this year. And it, it's tough to be on top for that long and, and not have a – and go uh, loseless for that long. So I, I was a little bit surprised, but um, kind of felt that maybe maybe that was coming. One of those things that maybe it was just about time. Moving back to yourself in in terms of the pride, what's been your favorite pride jersey so far? The ones you've worn? I definitely loved the military appreciation jersey this year. I thought that was awesome, and then I really like the black this year, the all black jerseys. This is it. It's definitely a very very distinct look. I know when I spoke to Paige Harrington, she compared it to uh, being on the dark side. Yeah, it's like the Icelandic team from Mighty Ducks. That's what I feel like when I put it on. <laughs> this coming weekend you'll be a part of team art at the all-star weekend what are you most looking forward to about the weekend oh i'm so excited to go to minnesota i i uh have a lot of friends there and i um 
and family friends. My parents parents are coming up, so I'm excited to like kind of see all the families there and and play in Minnesota again because it's like one of the best hockey towns in the U.S. So really looking forward to that. And of course, you got the interesting concept at the All Star Game where you could be playing against some of your teammates as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think only one one of my teammates is on the other team. Um, so that'll be kind of funny, but um, it, I think it's also fun to play with other players from other teams too. So it'll be a good experience. And we've had some questions coming on Twitter. Let's get to those. Wayne says, first, congratulations on All-Star selection to Team Moore. I think the advent of the NWHL is the best thing that could have happened for hockey. So as a three-year member of the Pride, what is your vision for the team and the league in general moving forward? And Leon kind of touches on a very similar question. He says, what suggestions do you have to grow and improve the women's game, including girls and NCAA level as well? Oh, man. Um, well, I think there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. I think that right now all of the players have to have another job, another full-time job to be able to um, sustain playing. Um, and I think if we were able to um, get more collaboration with the, NW- the NHL um, and have them – kind of help build our program so we can be more self-sustaining, um, I guess, organization where we can play players, pay players enough where they can make hockey their full-time job. That'll go a long way. Cause if you can put in the amount of training hours that, um, and then each other can put in, I think you'd see the level increase exponentially. And if girls could see that, um, a per- playing professionally and being able to make a living that way is an option that they'll they'll put more into hockey I think and and more girls will play so um yeah I think I think more support from the NHL would be would go a long long way this is it I mean obviously you mentioned there about um the players in the league having having jobs as well how difficult do you find having to juggle everything in your um, day-to-day life around hockey well um it's definitely a challenge. Um, have to put in the work either uh, at five in the morning or at like eight at night if you're gonna be able to support yourself with a, a full time job. So it's it's pretty difficult, and then I'm I'm exhausted most of the time. But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, so I, I'm willing to to have a life like that where I don't really do anything except hockey and let and work um but it is definitely difficult and some weeks it's it's really hard to to push through the tiredness but um i mean we love it it's it's you you enjoy it for the hard times too so no i completely agree and one final question from twitter terry says i take lessons with shoot to score in eastern massachusetts and they said that you've been there (laughs) i struggle with shooting the park do you have any advice for players on how to improve their shot yeah, I would I would say the number one thing is repetition. Is if you can shoot a hundred pucks a day, it, you'll be amazed at the results. And um, I went to Glenn for I think maybe five months or so, and, and he's amazing. Um, he teaches a technique that's so efficient and and makes your shot really hard and you can get off really quick. Um, but yeah, I, number one advice is to is to get in the garage and, and shoot as many pucks as you can um every day and and then the results will follow no problem and finally we had the super bowl last night the eagles beat the patriots who were you rooting for well i was rooting for the patriots obviously 
living in Boston, but like I don't, I'm not a crazed fan like most of us are. Um, but it was definitely an awesome game to watch, and I definitely enjoyed enjoyed the the game, even though they lost. But I'm not too broken up about it. <laughs> and of course, for myself over here in the UK, I was up to about four in the morning watching that game with a time difference. But as you say, when you when you do something you love or when you watch something you love, you you put in the time and effort and everything else. So it was definitely a fun Super Bowl, fun way to finish the NFL season. But the NWHL All Star Weekend is coming up this weekend, and I hope you have a really fun weekend. It's going to be fantastic. But for now, Jordan, I'd like to thank you for joining me and would like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season. Well, thank you so much. You have a great week. Excellent stuff from Jordan. And that just about wraps up today's episode. I'd like to thank today's guests for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details are in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.